You're listening to You Should Write a Song About That, a podcast where the double clicks have a conversation and then write a song about it. Don't panic. Here comes the podcast. Wop, wop, wop. Podcast time. Podcast. I'm podcasting. I'm podcasting. We're both podcasting. What a coincidence. Oh, amazing. How are you, Laser? I'm so good, Aubrey. Did anything exciting happen to you last since last we podcasted? Oh, I don't know. I just did, like, I got a dog. <laughs> oh, did you get a yes. dog, Aubrey? Do you want to hear about Tell us. It? Tell us all everything about how you got the dog and how the dog selection happened. Tell us everything. Excellent. Well, I have been... We were... We were talking about getting a dog, Justin and I, for months. And I was like, yeah, we should get a dog. Oh, let's wait. Let's wait. And then it's like, great. I don't think we're really getting a dog. And then we did it. We went to the shelter. I've been looking at the website for a long time. And uh, there's always really cute dogs on it. And then they get adopted. So they get taken off the website. And I had my eye. We really wanted... uh, an older dog, because we didn't think we could handle a bunch of puppy energy, and yeah, uh, too it's much. It's a lot, and you know, it's a lot. I don't need a puppy right now, but there's always older dogs at a shelter, and they need homes too. So, uh, so we're looking for an older dog, and we were looking for a pit bull um, of some kind, because uh, Justin had one when he was a kid. It was kind of his nanny dog. Like, kept him from running into oh. the street. Um, and we know that they're just really sweet, and they have a really sweet temperament. And very snuggly. And so we thought we'd, we'd aim for that, an older pit bull. And so there was a seven-year-old pit bull at the shelter who needed to be the only dog in the home and have an adult-only home. And we're like, perfect, that's us, let's go get her. And so we went... And we were like, hey, we'd really like to see Sheba. And they're like, okay, well, she's on hold right now for somebody else. Which means somebody is saying, I'm going to come back and get her. Uh, and so we're mm. like, but, but do you still want to see her? And we're like, yeah, we'll, st- I mean, we'll still see her because obviously she's not gone yet. And so we went out into the yard. We walked by all the dogs in the shelters who are also cute and uh, stood out in the yard. And then they came out and they're like, okay, well, the person just came and picked her up. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, But we have another pit bull who also needs, you know, to be the only dog and be in an adult home and is going to require a lot of work. And uh, we were just talking to the sweetest person who works at the shelter, and she works with the dogs that need a lot of uh, training, like a lot of sort of have behavior things that keep them from being able to be with the other dogs. And so she brought out uh, Major Tom, who is like a one-year-old pit bull. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. He's the cutest guy, and he loves peanut butter. It's So basically, we didn't pet him because he wouldn't get close to us, but he would lick peanut butter off of a spoon. (laughs) And he's the cutest little guy. And we're like, I mean, okay, I guess. I mean, he's really cute, and he'd probably be great. <laughs> we were just, I think we really liked the person a lot, and we wanted her to yeah. like us. 
And she's like, yeah, well, you should probably talk to the behavioralist. And I mean, really, it's no pressure if you don't feel like you could handle it because it's going to be a lot of training. And like he did tricks with her. He loved that uh, the trainer person so much. And so it was just really sweet to see that. And he was very, very cute. Um, but he did have like, they're like, yeah, he has stranger, stranger danger and he's going to take like in the, and blah, blah, blah. But, and we're, we're really, we're waiting. We have one more dog we have to place and then we might send him to this really great, uh, resort. It's not a resort. What is, whatever they called it, where he can just like be on a farm and be trained and get all this attention. And we're like, well, that, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad we're not abandoning him if we don't get him, uh, so right, right, right. Uh, so we did. We talked to the behavioralist, and she's like, "Yeah, he doesn't know how to relax. Like, you can't get work done around him. So somebody's mm. gonna have to train him how to relax." And we're like, "Oh no, we can't. No, that's not a thing we can do. We don't need. We already know how to we're relax. We're good in at our relaxing. House. We were really hoping for the seven-year-old dog." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They're like, okay, maybe not. And they're like, all right, well, we could show you uh, Maisie. And she's sort of uh, in between. She's four, she's almost five years old. And she is really sweet. And she has, she needs to be the only dog in the house. And we're like, yeah, we'll totally meet her. And while we waited for somebody to show her, um, Sheba, the original dog, came out. She was holding a pink ball in her in her mouth with uh, her new person who was also an older woman and they just looked so happy together and she just calmly walked out she was a giant dog (laughs) and she just came over and sort of said hi to to me and justin and she like showed us her ball it was so sweet we're like oh she's so happy she's gonna and they were just so happy with each other and like the behavioralist was there and was like, oh my gosh, can I take a picture of Sheba? She's been here for so long. And it was really, really sweet. Just slowly, calmly, this big dog walking out triumphantly with her ball. It was oh. like inspirational. It was very sweet. Oh. Dun, yeah. da, 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 there she goes. Look at her go. <laughs> it was amazing. So, uh, so then we got to go back and meet Maisie and in like a little room with a couple folding chairs and she came in and she Mm -hmm. instantly just sort of like wagged her tail and snuggled up to Justin and asked for all the pets and then let me pet her. And then she would check on the other, the person who was showing, showing her and then come back and see us. And she's just like, hi, hi. Yes. You are people. I could come home with you. I'm so happy to see you. What a great people we are. Let's be friends. And she like, didn't jump and she was just so happy and she made us feel so loved and she wanted all the pets. We're like, Oh, okay. I think we just got adopted. (laughs) Yay. So yeah, that's great. So we came back the next day and we picked her up and she was a little bit grumpy because they had just given her a flea treatment and like a deworming pill or whatever. And and she was like, let's get the heck out of here. And she basically <laughs> pulled the volunteer across the floor <laughs> to oh, get no. out to the car. And then she got in the car and she was perfectly calm. Like we had uh, a big, long release form from the person who had her before. And one of the things on it was loves car rides. <laughs> she loves them. Uh-huh. And it was like an hour plus car ride. 
And she was just so happy the whole time. We got uh, like a sort of a hammock that um, hangs in the back seat. So she there's a little bit of a wall between the front seat and the back seat. And she right, just, so she can't cl- start driving right. the car. And she just hung out back there and was, wasn't like pacing or... Bre- I'm just so used to dogs that are just so nervous and like panting really hard and uh, pacing around and chewing things. And she's just like, yeah, we're in the car. This is great. And she would put her head on the shoulder of the seat, <laughs> like on, basically on Justin's shoulder. It's like, I'm here. Well, yeah, you keep driving the car. It's very cute. You're doing a great, great job. Real proud work. of you. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Let's drive forever. Yeah. So it was really sweet. And we brought her home. And it's been quite a week. And we're still getting used to each other. But she's she's the sweetest thing in the world. I love her so much. Yeah. That's great. Is she podcasting with you she right is. now? She is. She's laying on the floor right now. Aww. Which is amazing. Because it's like... Love to podcast. She loves the podcast. She's really she a big fan. She's a big podcast fan. <laughs> <laughs> podcast, big podcast fan. Fan of the pod, Maisie. Yeah, first time, long time. She's very good. We've been watching a lot of Shit's Creek together. We put a little uh, her bed right next to the couch, so we I can lay on the couch and she can lay on her bed and we can see each other. She doesn't let me sleep too long. <laughs> If it's been too long, she licks my face, and then I have to get up. She's great. So she's keeping me. I can't tell. Be away. Keeping me on a good schedule. Yeah. That's nice. Anyway, I could talk about her forever, but that's the we adopted her story, and she's been really. That's so wonderful. Good friend. She's keeping me company, and she's teaching me a lot about, you know, taking care of yourself and not only valuing productivity, right? Because... You should just celebrate having a good walk sometimes. That can be enough. Yeah, she's she's like... Yeah, does she like a walk? She is okay with a walk. She's very sensitive, and she's unsure about everything. <laughs> Aww. So she's basically me. <laughs> she's like, yeah. I don't want to know. I don't know. I don't know about other people. And, like, like the leaves were blowing around this morning, and she was like, what's, what's that? What was that? Oh my God. And I was like, oh, okay. That's okay, hon. It's yeah. going to be okay. Well, maybe she'll get used to like the walking route. Yeah, no, that then... has, has gotten a lot better. The first few walks were just like, I, I'm going to go everywhere. Everything's way too exciting. I have overload of input right mm-hmm. now and it's gotten so much better. We're a lot calmer now, which is rad. Yeah. I feel like dogs get used to, like, where they're supposed to go, and they're like, I know what I'm supposed to yes. do. And she's I a smart like knowing. girl. She knows. Yeah, she's learned a lot. It's for for sure. She's mm-hmm. picking up. She's very smart. She's, yeah. So at first, she wasn't really taking treats from us, and she wasn't playing with any toys, but now she's starting to do both. Yesterday, we went to the vet. Oh, yeah. What kind of, to- what kind of toys does she like? Uh, she likes uh, her octopus toy. She likes a ball. She can play with the ball. Aww. She can, like, bat it around with her feet. Very good at it. Aww. Yeah, it's very cute. Uh, she has a flamingo toy that she's been playing with that we got at the vet yesterday, which was amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. She likes a good toy. Just, it. that was another thing that had on her chart. She likes all toys, and she likes all treats, especially the bacon ones. So we had, we had a, Justin bought a giant thing of bacon treats, and then she wasn't interested in them. I'm like, guess what? This isn't going to work out. And then finally, 
uh, we she I gave like it was just sitting on the ground. We like put gave it to her. We put it on the ground. She didn't touch it for days. And then I put a little piece of it in her bowl, and she ate it. <laughs> there you go. And now she's taking them on our walks, which is great. Because we're supposed to do, supposed to associate positive things with things we want her to do, like treats, basically. So, right, right, just yeah. make everything a positive experience. So we, I'm excited that she's taking treats from me now, because that means we can reprogram some of that stuff. Yeah, and which is just like everybody's brains reprogramming them. <laughs> To be positive. Yeah. For sure, yeah. for sure. Uh, anyway, she's the best. And she's so cute she's... and she's so soft. She's uh, <laughs> and it, very, strong. very strong. Yeah, she's being a lot more gentle on walks too, which is good. Yeah, so that's what's happening. Here, it's dog times. We're doing all the dog it's stuff. It's dog, dog time in Aubrey Town. Dog time in Aubrey Town. <laughs> yeah. Yay. You had a I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's the best. She's so sweet. That makes me so happy. She's, the best. She's making me so happy. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. What a delight. <laughs> what a good pup. So good. Yeah. How about Well, Aubrey, I was thinking. Yes. For our song this week, we could record this cover of Birdhouse in Your Soul that we have for our patrons um, requested. And I thought maybe while while we're um, uh, building up to that, we could talk a little bit about the band that plays that song and our our history with them. I love it. Yes. As fans. We have been fans. As that is our history of them. (laughs) Do you remember when you first heard of They Might Be Giants? I feel like I probably got it from you. Really? So maybe you should start. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I got everything from you, and then I just kind of ran with it because I had a lot more time at you home. You did have a lot of time at home. <laughs> it's possible. I thought that maybe it was like, because when we were in high school, we sort of had a shared friends group associated loosely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we kind of got it from them. But uh Yeah. Yeah. The Boy Scouts. The Boy Scouts were, that we, were solid into They Might Be Giants, and and I think and this is this is a bicoastal thing because um, the Boy Scouts in the marching band that I was in and you were briefly in um, would sing songs from Flood on the bus, mm. and that is what the Boy Scouts in that in Richard's troop in Oregon would do <gasps> as well. They would sing Flood. They would just yell, scream Flood in the woods <laughs> when they were Boy Scouting around. Yeah. Yeah, we were. I was in orchestra, or we were both in orchestra with a bunch of Boy Scouts, and uh, yeah. so we were friends with them. They were great, and uh, yeah, I think I learned a, to like they might be giants from them. And then we got we got CDs. I don't know if you remember what those are. I don't mean to yeah. date us. Well, the, my first yes. they might be giants CD. Let's see, I got the Dial a Song. So the twenty years of they might be giants um, compilation. Yes. I believe I purchased. I got a CD uh, as part of a Secret Santa exchange Ooh. in um, German class. Nice. Uh, I got Apollo. What is that? Apollo mm-hmm. eighteen. 
from Kate Your Cabbage, um, a great friend who also liked They Might Be Giants. And that was my first They Might Be Giants CD. And it is a weird yeah. one to get as your first They Might Be Giants CD. Um, like a lot of They Might Be Giants CDs, you um, and I've heard this is actually in the documentary. Of, like the first time you hear it, you're like, what? And then you listen to it over and over again and you can't stop. Yeah, um, I remember that. But that's the one that has... <laughs> That's the one that has fingertips. Oh on it, yeah, if I'm not yeah. So that's it's just like in the lion sleeps tonight and the whole <laughs> thing. So yeah, we got that, and then um, yeah, and then we got the dial song Twenty Years of the Mary Giants, which is a greatest hit right. CD. So it's got a double deep album, into it. isn't it? It's like two CDs. Yeah, now. lots of songs. Yep, yep, yep. And then yeah, we just started getting all of them. I don't know if I. I feel like, yeah, we just bought them one at a time. I remember I asked for John Flansburg's, um solo album for Christmas one year, and I got two copies of it. This was right at the Monopuff. beginning of when you could make an Amazon wish list. Yeah, but you... But, but we did not Monopuff, consult each other or mark it off your list. Correct. At all. Yes. Correct, correct. And got state songs, and then we by then, I mean, we just got all of them. Um, and this is one of the many things uh, where, you know, I heard about They Might Be Giants from these Boy Scouts. And then I was like, great, They Might Be Giants. Now I know everything about them. How come you guys don't know everything about They Might Be Giants? And <laughs> yes. just got, I just got so disappointed with them <laughs> because it's like, you guys got me into this, but you are not nearly as into it as you should be. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You don't understand how good um, this is. I remember we taking you guys. A, we were both took a special trip to Boston, possibly yeah. with other people, uh, to see the documentary when it came out because it was yes. almost playing in special theaters. And uh, Yeah, we went to the theater to see uh, Gigantic, yes. the They Might Be Giants documentary. Mm -hmm. I have such vivid memories of that Me because too. they had green tea ice cream and kettle I was corn. about to say green tea <laughs> ice cream. Yes. <laughs> it was so It good. was. <laughs> We've got all sorts of um, sense memories associated with watching that documentary. And it was really good. I mean, that, that documentary is great because it has, like, all the people from Spinal Tap, yeah. like, doing dramatic readings <laughs> Of they might be giant songs and has Sarah Vowell yes. in it. It's really it's good. So good. And both of the Johns talking like all of their one person is just like, I don't know why John is in this band with me. He could do a band all by himself. And it's just like I know, they're oh, so cute. Amazing. <laughs> then um so the first time we saw them in concert, oh, yeah. I was sixteen. You went to the same show. Was I this think, at the Iron than boyfriend. Horse or something? No, this was at the Avalon. Okay. Yes, in Boston. Gotcha. Um, it was an eighteen-plus show, but I got dad to take yes. me. Um, I was worried they were going to not let me in, though. That they were going to card right. me, and so I wore a college sweatshirt to make myself look <laughs> older. Um, and then they were filming a music video next door at the sister club and they were trying to get people to go in and be extras. Oh. And so we went and did that nice. because we got to, we got there really, really yes. early because <laughs> I wanted to be there. And so, um, we got there really, and so we did that and then we got to the front of the line and skipped the carding. <gasps> Cause the card um, person wasn't there then, yet. Nice. Yeah. Well, the bouncers were like, oh, thanks for doing that Aww. for us. Whatever. Um, and then I stood right next to the stage. Nice. I remember it with dad and I had the best time. I remember they did confetti uh, during James K. Polk. And then I like played with the confetti for a while, which I'm sure was extremely irritating. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I'm um, sure they remember. And they, 
<laughs> but they that was the two that was a tour when they were recording. Uh, it was the spine. Tour? No, that wasn't the spine tour. That was the one we saw at the Iron Horse. This, um, but they were recording all of the shows, and you could listen to them later. Yes. Um, Dan Miller was recording them, and so and they. Um, That's right. And and they they sang a song at the end of the sh- the show that was like "Thank you for coming to the show" yeah. song. And they shouted out our friend Dan Sweetser. Oh, they said, right. "Dude with the tie made out of duct tape, thank you for coming to the show." I used to listen to that whole show all the time. It was a good show. Their live shows are ridiculous. They're so good. They are so They're so good. So good. And yeah, I was at that show. I was with my uh, boyfriend at the time because I was yeah. In but college. you guys didn't get there early enough, and you stood in the back. And I was so I was like, "Why wouldn't you come early so you could stand right next to the stage?" Aubrey, Aubrey already didn't like crowds. <laughs> Amazingly enough, Aubrey. Well, I mean, it was my first like yeah. rock show, so I was like, "We got to get up there. We got to see <laughs> the IP Giants. Got to see the Dads. Got to see Johns." You have you. You're definitely you. You are way into the fandom. I remember you. Uh, Mm-hmm. You got us uh, to go when we were in New York City to see... For my 16th birthday. Oh, was it still the same year? Uh, to see yeah. uh, People Are Wrong? Yep, uh, which is John Flansburg's wife's Robin Goldwasser had written a musical yes. called People Are yes. Wrong. And he was the music director for it, I think? Or maybe he just played guitar. No, he was... He was in starring it. I don't in it. <laughs> Yeah, he was starring at no, no. Dan Miller was playing. Guitar. Probably Dan Miller, Maybe. graduate of Berkeley College of Music. <laughs> yeah, alum. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So we went and saw that musical. That was fun uh, in New York. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. It was such a cool. Thing. And then I would l- put that on all of our family playlists until uh, our parents told us that they were done listening to the music. <laughs> Uh, like well, fine. It was amazing. It was really good. And then we met Robin Goldwasser on the cruise. Um, oh yeah. And told her that we went and saw People Are Wrong. She's yes. great. It was a great. It was a great musical. It was a great musical. But yeah, then I saw them in Portland a bunch of yes. times. Um, oh yeah, we saw them in um, in Northampton yep. at the Iron Horse. Which was weird because we were sit. There was like it was a sitting theater, but it still worked. Yeah, it still worked. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was, was really fun. Um, yeah, but then they might be giants. Is how we got into like John Hodgman because he narrated their state songs right. um, DVD as the Deranged Millionaire. Oh, that's right. And then that character went on to be on, um, uh, to be like kind of a character that he did. And, and then he wrote a book. Into like and then you went and covered his book tour. The Daily Show. Yes. Yeah, and then I wrote about his book tour. And then that's how we saw they saw Jonathan Colton and the whole thing. But yeah, no, that's it's uh, gosh, I love They Might Be Giants. They're really great. Are you eating a music. business card, Maisie? <laughs> I thought you were talking Sorry. to me. I'm like, no, I'm not eating a business <laughs> card. Maisie, I'm not. Is that the, what business card is that? I mean, you can eat it. That's fine. I'm not. Yeah, I don't need that business card. That's fine. Have fun. <laughs> We're learning new things about you all the time. 
She was just playing. Maisie is just really into business, Aubrey. <laughs> She's a business person. Maisie loves business dog. Business. Yeah. She was doing She's a business. She was playing with the flamingo toy on her back and like lifting it with her feet. I love it when dogs uh-huh. do that above her head. Oh my god. That's very, very cute. cute. Well, we've covered a few They Might Be Giant yes. songs in the band over the years. We did Robot Parade. Yeah. Uh, we've done Night Gown of the Sullen Moon. We've done the deep cuts because we're uh, true fans, Aubrey. Um, we're real pretentious people. <laughs> those are the songs that got stuck uh, in our head at that moment. It's just one of those things. Yeah. You keep listening to it until you have to play that song. Uh, right. Yeah. Like the Robot Parade. I mean, it's on a couple albums. It's also on their children's album. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we have a cover of "Wicked Little Critter." We do. Critter we out were there. asked to be, but that was very all, all these very early double clicks uh, things that we did. We got to be on yeah. that cover album. To mm-hmm. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, uh, we were the last people asked, so we got to do. Wicked I can't Little believe Critter. nobody wanted to still, do that. <laughs> people are still mad that we don't do it live. It's like how the heck. Are we <laughs> Um, At least we had yeah, uh, it's great. semi-authentic Boston accents. That was fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a good, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, and it's then good. and then I'm excited to do Bright House in Your Soul. That's a, that's a classic. That's not as deep a cut. It's a classic. <laughs> not a deep nope. cut, no. Yeah. But yeah, this, that one, that the music video for that was on the gigantic DVD, um, along with a lot of other ones, um. Of their music videos. Yes. They just have cool stuff. They make cool stuff. They do. Yeah. <laughs> They're really good. They're a great band. Put on an amazing show. We recommend They Might Be Giants. Very highly recommend. The last time I saw them was at the Crystal Ballroom, and Hank Green was there. And uh, they're just amazing. Of course, when they talk to the audience, we all go crazy. And the they were they said, you guys... This is a weird thing to be distracted by. The absence of something. None of you are on your phones. Oh, <laughs> And yay. Portland, of course. Being the hipsters we are, are very proud of that. <laughs> yeah, so proud of ourselves. Yeah. That's, That's great. That's right. We don't bring our phones to concerts. We're too cool. Oh, yeah. I saw them down in L.A., and it was, like, um, all the, like, nerdy, uh, the nerdy people were down here. Like, Will Hines and... Um, the villain from Go- the Ghostbusters movie oh, was yeah. there, and uh, it was great. Nice, <laughs> so, <laughs> good um, stuff. Yeah, it was very, very fun to see. Um, yeah, Jordan Morris. Like it was just like yeah, all, all the people you would think would be at a They Might Be Giants show were there. Amazing. <laughs> it's very funny. Always a good show. Um, so is a good show. They're touring Flood now because it's the twentieth anniversary. Wow! No, thirtieth. Oh my gosh! <laughs> right, because it was twenty when I was in high school. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's um, let's do it. I guess. Yes. And if it doesn't work out, we'll just write a song about your dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here comes whatever song they did. I'm your only friend. Your only friend, but I'm a little glowing friend, but really I'm not actually your friend, but I am. Blue canary in the outlet by the light switch. 
put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. I have a secret to tell from my electrical well. It's a simple message and I'm leaving out the whistles and bells. So the room must listen to me. Filibuster vigilantly. Is Blue Canary, one note spelled L-I-T-E. My story's infinite, like the Longines Sinfonet. It doesn't rest. Blue Canary in the outlet by the light switch. Who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Find a point on it. Say I'm the only bee 